Welcome back to How to Keep Your Day Job, brought to you by the Morningstar Consultants. We're your companions on a dynamic journey that intertwines the intricacies of leadership, career growth, personal and professional transformation, and the impact of empowering not-for-profits. At Morningstar Consultants, our evolution has been shaped by experience and the insights we've gathered. Just as before, we're thrilled to bring you engaging episodes tailored for -for not-for-profit leaders and emerging talents. These episodes delve into essential topics like strategic planning, board governance, finance, HR practices, and more, all while nurturing the growth of sustainable, not-for-profit organizations and fostering vibrant communities. Our exceptional guests will continue sharing their career stories, inviting us into the moments that have shaped their paths. We firmly believe that your career journey is sculpted not only by your professional milestones, but also the life stories that define you. Mark Twain's wisdom holds true. Find a job you enjoy doing and you'll never have to work a day in your life. Join us as we set forth on a journey fueled by passion, purpose, and profound accomplishment while we work together to strengthen not only careers, but also the fabric of communities. Your time is precious and we're honored to be a part of that journey. So let's delve into another episode of How to Keep Your Day Job. Welcome everyone. It's mid-November, November 12th to be exact. It's early morning and I'm sitting in the Morningstar office. Through the drapes, I can see big snow, big fluffy snow coming down. I've never wanted a large presence on social media, which is strange that I do a podcast, but I do have a small friend group, family, people I keep in connection with. It's an eclectic mix. People I've known since I was very young, growing up in rural Manitoba, people I've worked with, and then the odd flickering of people that just happened to make it into the group for whatever reason. There was some reason, I guess, that I felt I should hit accept. The few people I let into our lives and open up a bit more too. This morning, this is what I posted. I'm having a deep Sunday morning, coffee in hand. The early morning silence is ringing in my ear. The memories of a lifetime welling up in my eyes, pushing away the cobwebs that blur some of the scenes, remembering familiar smells like lilacs that grew just outside my granny's window. And when I close my eyes, I can taste grandma's pies. I said this will be my second year out of 55 on Mother Earth that I've acknowledged and honored this day. It's new to me and it's hard, but I've decided before I die, I need to accept my birth. I've never celebrated my birthday before. I didn't really have them when I was younger. I remember one year, my cousin Kathy and cousin Judith decided they were going to do something. They had found out that it was my birthday. So off Kathy went to bake a holly hobby cape, which was probably the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And they scooped up kids from the neighborhood. If you were a child in the 70s and 80s in Selkirk, we played on the street, we kicked rocks, we hung out near the docks, all very dangerous things now that I think back and reflect. And all of those 
TikToks about kids in our Gen X's that used to go home when the streetlights went on. We were very resilient kids. That memory definitely stands out. And so did the group of kids that she went down and scooped up to bring upstairs to my grandma's. I remember the silver shiny covered cardboard the cake was on. The cake, it was pink and brown and white. I'd never had a holly hobby, but I sure loved that cake. So this podcast this month, I wanted to share a little bit more about me. I read somewhere once that not belonging in our family is one of the most precarious things that can happen to us. It's a dangerous level of hurt. And it has the power to break us, break our heart, our sense of self, our worth, our connection to others for our lifetime. And I read there are only three things that could come out of that experience of not belonging. You live in constant pain and you seek relief by numbing it. Numbing it by using to excess, by working too much with food, with gambling. And out of that, you live a life giving pain to yourself and others. The second one was you deny your pain. And often when you deny that and don't work through that, you show others that that's the norm. And if you have kids, they witness that and they mirror it. And the third is you find the courage and a way to own your pain and you develop empathy for yourself and those around you. But you have a unique gift to spot the pain in others because you know it so personally. About a year ago, right around this time, I wrote some things in a journal. They were a list of values, a guide to find peace. This guide was created not only from personal experience, but from coaching and supporting people over the years, from being a friend, a coworker, and an employer. I'd like to share them with you. First, I wrote about integrity, because if you don't build the integrity around honoring these values, how do they serve you? So for integrity, I wrote, I will act in line with these values and not minimize myself or give away my power or neglect myself to provide for others. Authenticity. I will embrace and express my true self, my skills, my history, my fear of judgment or rejection or harm. Peace. I will cultivate a sense of calm create harmony, tranquility within myself and my surroundings. Balance. I will strive for equilibrium across different aspects of my life, work, family, hobbies, personal interests, and not let any one area spill into another. Self-acceptance. I will embrace and love myself unconditionally. I will not downplay my strengths or elevate my weaknesses. Self-confidence. I will recognize my abilities and believe in myself, even when others don't. Mindfulness. I will be fully present in the moment. I'll be aware. I'll reduce my self-judgment and overthinking. Resilience. I will embrace the challenges that present when I risk being seen. 
I'll use them as opportunities for growth instead of retreating. Self-care. I'll prioritize my physical, mental, and emotional well-being. I will not give to others when my own needs are not met. Accountability. I will be accountable for putting myself first. Courage. I will take risks. I will step outside my comfort zone to find peace and to pursue my dreams and reach my full potential. I will let myself be successful and all that I can be. Empowerment. I will be empowered to be all that I can without fear. Joy. I will cultivate happiness. Prioritize things that bring me joy. Boundaries. I will establish and maintain and communicate clear boundaries. I will honor my needs and my limits. I will communicate when interactions are unacceptable. And then I wrote to uphold these values. The challenge is to be brave, to be vulnerable, and to have safety and peace. When I think of being seen, I will embrace vulnerability and allow others to see and accept me for who I truly am. I will believe that I deserve love, acceptance, and belong just as I am. I will be my authentic self without fear of judgment or harm. Safety. I'll prioritize my safety by setting clear boundaries and advocating for my needs and well-being. I will commit to surrounding myself with people who respect and support my safety. I will trust my instincts to protect myself from potential harm. Bravery. I will embrace fear as an opportunity for growth and take courageous actions despite feeling scared. I will step out of my comfort zone and face challenges head on. I will trust in my resilience and ability to handle difficult situations with bravery and strength. Peace. I'll prioritize self-care and engage in activities that bring me peace and tranquility. I will let go of things beyond my control and focus on finding inner peace in challenging situations. I am deserving of a peaceful and harmonious, healthy life. I will actively seek and create moments of peace. I will not self-sabotage. I will be patient with myself and give myself grace as I change. Like I said, I wrote these a year ago, and maybe at the time, a lot of it was something I needed to put on paper for myself. But I can't tell you how many times over the last year, I've opened up my journal and used these in working with peers, colleagues, employees. And often I would open up that journal when we were coaching people through Morning Star. They've been a resource. And along the way, something I've noted is that how many strong, talented, empowered leaders forget to give themselves grace, forget to ask things for themselves. There's that saying about the oxygen mask, when it drops, put it on you first, because only then you can help others. But we forget that in leadership, especially in not-for-profits. We attract servant leaders who forget to care for themselves. So today I wanted to read some of them out. Email us, contact us through our website, or message us on social media if you want a copy. We think of integrity as doing the right thing, but we forget that it's also doing the right things for ourselves. We're authentic in our values and the work that we do. 
but we're afraid to express our true self or acknowledge our own skills for fear of rejection. As leaders and caregivers, we cultivate the calm and peace around us, but forget about our own harmony. I'm guilty of this myself, in balance, always striving for balance with my staff, making sure they're okay. And although I've gotten much better over the years, I usually put others first. Self-acceptance. Many of the folks I've talked to this year find it easier to downplay their strengths and elevate their weaknesses. Embrace your gifts. Love yourself. Self-confidence. In the face of doubt from others, believe in yourself. Mindfulness, our society, the leaders I speak to often aren't living in the moment because they're protecting. They're advancing organizations. They're looking out for everybody. And they lose that opportunity of being mindful in the moment. Resilience. Not-for-profit leaders are resilient. We can do amazing things with a roll of duct tape. I think I might have kept an HVAC system going over the weekend so we didn't have to spend money on an emergency call-out one weekend. But we need to be resilient in other ways, ways for ourselves, not just for others. Take risks to be seen, to embrace yourself in your own power. Self-care. I said I will not give to others when my own needs are not met. Remember you're accountable to yourself as much as you are to others. Courage. Step outside your comfort zone. And I mean your comfort zone in your own self-care and putting yourself first. We often find it easiest to be courageous for others, for a cause, for an organization, for those we love. Be courageous for yourself. Don't worry what other people say. Practice joy. Oh, and this is a hard one. Boundaries. Establish and maintain those boundaries. Communicate those boundaries. And be brave and say when those boundaries are being compromised. When you're brave enough to be seen, you create your own safety and peace. Give yourself grace, my friends. Give yourself grace to continue what you've mastered. And give yourself grace as you make the changes you need. Thanks for joining us this month. We always appreciate it when you tune in. This episode was a little different than the norm. Maybe it's the changing of the seasons here in Manitoba. We're at the beginning of our cold stretch where we hide out and tuck in. I do find it's a time to reflect as the seasons change and all of us start to hibernate. But wherever you're listening in from, I hope you are having some time to pause, some time for self-care, some time for reflection. I remember some time ago reading this theory about the eight C's and the five P's of self. The eight C's were clarity, courage, curiosity, compassion, creativity, connectedness, confidence, and calm. And the five P's were presence, perspective, patience, playfulness, and persistence. All of these things are in all of us. We just need to get out of our own way. And they emerge when obstacles are removed. 
As we bring this episode of how to keep your day job to a close, let's reflect on the pathways to success that we've explored together. Our journey encompasses the tapestry of career growth, the art of effective leadership, and the metamorphosis of personal transformation, the building blocks of community development, and the impact of empowering not-for-profits. May the insight shared in this episode serve as sparks that ignite you forward momentum. Whether you're forging your career path, leading with purpose, nurturing a not-for-profit, or contributing to the health of our communities, Morningstar Consultants are your dedicated partners throughout this remarkable journey. Explore our website at morningstarconsultant.com and follow us on social media. Our dedication extends beyond personal triumphs. We're devoted to nurturing thriving organizations and amplifying the influences of leaders who catalyze meaningful change. Discover our tailored courses, business consulting, intermediate support, and coaching services to cultivate enduring transformations. If your aspirations are as unique as your journey, don't hesitate to reach out. We're here to collaboratively design strategies that resonate for your ambitions. Thanks for being a valuable member of our podcast community. As we eagerly anticipate our next episode, please continue embracing your passions, uplifting those around you, and weaving your own unique tapestry to be an extraordinary force for positive change.